Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome back, folks, for another interview edition episode of the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. Today's episode, we are joined by Ohio State offensive lineman Josh Myers. Ryan had a fantastic conversation with Josh, and we're going to get to that very, very soon. Before we can, though, folks, I need to talk to you about Bet Online. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And the only place that you should be doing your betting on any of these sports is at betonline.ag. What I always love to do when I'm hanging out with my friends and we're sitting having a couple beers and watching whatever game's on, I always love to just throw a couple dollars down if I'm rooting for somebody to win. It makes things a little bit more interesting. But better yet, you put $5 down, you make a little extra cash, and then you can buy some more beer with it. Might as well have some fun, make things competitive. If you're a competitive person like me, try doing that next time you're hanging out with your buds and you're watching whatever game is on. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline has hundreds of props with real-time odds and almost anything you can imagine. And of course, the 24-hour online casino. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I also need to talk to you folks very quickly about eBay. Whether it's rare dead stock or the latest release, find the exact shoe that you're looking for. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity. And it also protects sellers with a verified return process. Also for sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 or more, making it free to sell or flip your collection. Go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. Now let's hear from Ryan and Josh Myers. Welcome everyone. Now we're welcoming in to this Believe in NFL Draft Prospect special Interview edition for the 2021 NFL Draft. Again, Mr. Josh Myers, who's an offense flyman out of the Ohio State University, been the starting center over there for the last couple of years. All Big Ten selection, one of the best all interior offense linemen in the entire NFL Draft this year. My personal top center on the board, guy that I'm super excited about. Josh, appreciate you taking some time today, man. Hey, I really appreciate you having me on. I'm excited, man. I'm l- looking forward to this. Yep, absolutely, man. I, so, Josh, I must say, you know, just to Start us out here because I like to kind of like take it through a journey a little bit. You were a guy that was very heavily recruited, a lot of offers coming out of high school. You came out of Ohio. So obviously you stayed in the Ohio 
region in the area, right? You stay within the state. But I know just kind of doing my research on you, you had your father played at Kentucky, I believe, right? Your brother played at Kentucky as well. So I'm just a little curious on your recruiting process and why ultimately Ohio State was the best spot for you. Yeah, it's um, there's a lot of things about Ohio State and the recruiting process that I that I loved. It happened really early for me at a really young age. I mean, after my freshman season, I, I started varsity for my high school team, and then that's really when, after that season is when I got the majority of my offers. Mm-hmm. So it was crazy. I was it was I was too young to be thinking that far ahead, I think, but it was, uh, nonetheless, it was the coolest. I mean, one of the coolest things I've ever gotten to be a part of just what a crazy year that was. Um, so I, I really enjoyed the process and it got to a point where I, I really just narrowed it down to a couple teams. And I took some, some visits that were like, you know, like Alabama and, and Florida and some places like that to just kind of see around the country to make sure that Ohio state is where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and ultimately, it is where I wanted to be, and I just I loved it. And so I committed as a sophomore, actually, and, and shut down my whole recruiting process then um, because I knew that was where I wanted to be. I didn't want to waste my time or any other teams or coaches' time uh, on recruiting when ultimately I knew that was where I was going to end up. And then in terms of Ohio State, there was just so many things I loved about it. Um, the winning culture, uh, the fact that you could visibly see how close they were as a team at the time. Uh, and, you know, of course, once I got there, it just, it just intensified. It felt like the, the longer that I was there, uh, just the, the brotherhood that they talk about is extremely real and you could see it on the outside looking in and you could obviously really feel it once I got there. So I think those were the, the main things for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and obviously the, the tradition, the history of Ohio state kind of speaks for itself. For you, just curious, because I haven't seen your high school highlight tape. I, I know that some publications had you as, as a tackle recruit. Some had you as, as a guard. What, where were you playing in high school? And was there a, a thought process early on in your Ohio State career that you would begin at tackle? Or was that always kind of an understanding that you'd be moving inside? I was – that's actually – that's a great question. Um, I <laughs> I was a guard in high school, and we ran the wing wing T offense, so I was a pulling guard. Nice. So really, the thought process for for why a lot of people put me at tackle was because if I wasn't in a wing T offense where I had to pull constantly, I probably would have been a tackle in my high school offense, and so that is why that's why I was in some in some different you know areas was considered a tackle. And I thought I was going to play tackle like I think probably every high school offensive line recruit in America thinks. Um, And then about a year, year six to six months before I got to Ohio State, they had kind of told me that the plan was to to at least start me out at guard Mm -hmm. um, and kind of go from there. Right. So I, I pretty much knew I I played guard my whole life, so it wasn't like a, a huge deal. I was obviously. I was excited because it was something I was so familiar with, mm-hmm. but that's kind of how that went down. Yeah. And I know obviously you play with a lot of great interior offensive linemen over the last couple of years, right? We're talking about Jonah Jackson, who's doing a great job for the Detroit lions. We're talking about Wyatt Davis, who's one of the most outstanding guards in this year's class as well. So when did that process go? Cause I know that the moniker is always right. Get the best five on the field. So obviously you needed to play. So at what point did the center position kind of come into fruition and co- come into your journey there? 
That's a that's a good question too. I uh, so I started my freshman season out at guard, and I got redshirted, and then I got injured towards the end of that year. I had a, a shoulder scope done. I got shoulder surgery, so it was a fairly quick turnaround. And my coach just kind of they asked me after my my true freshman season. They were like, you know, what do you think about center? Like, would you mind moving to center? And my question was, would it get me on the field quicker? And they said, we think so. And I said, okay. Uh, so I kind of made that transition and never looked back. I don't think we had a ton of depth at center at that point. I don't think we had anyone to slide from guard to center over either. And center, they Ohio State, they take the, the center position very seriously. So uh, I think they wanted me to have at least one season of playing center and working on it under my belt before I got in. I think they, I think they probably knew that eventually I would start. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I I know it was a pretty easy transition. It seems at least, you know, from the outside looking in with the tape that you put on my question though, is obviously you're a little bit of a taller guy for center. Were there any, I don't want to say troubling parts, but like, were there some big adjustment periods to making that transition? There were, there were some, Mm-hmm. It, honestly, it was it was easier than I thought it would be. Uh, I will say that I definitely felt comfortable there quicker than I thought I would. Like I, I started out that that following spring playing center, and by practice five or six, I was comfortable. Um, at first, it was I mean it's a lot. I wasn't wasn't used to just the craziness of everything happening and having to make the calls and you know in the the storm, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also had never snapped a football in my life before. So that was a bit of a learning process, but those things got picked up pretty, pretty quickly. And it was not as bad as I would have thought. Mm-hmm. And I know you've been a part of some tremendous offenses now during your career. You know, everyone talks about Justin Fields, who's a top five pick in this draft. Garrett Wilson's a guy next year that I'm really excited about. Chris Olave went back. Trey Sermon was dynamic this year. And, of course, you had J.K. Dobbins last year. What has it just been like for you to be a part of such historically great offenses over the last couple of years? It's it's so fun. It, you know, it almost reminds you of, like – it reminded me of, like, being a little kid and playing football almost. You know what I mean? And just there was nothing but just having a blast with my boys. Um, you know, when you're scoring a lot of touchdowns and winning a lot of football games, man, it's a, it's a fun, fun ride. I mean, we just, we were all so close too, which was cool. I think that can, that can be kind of rare sometimes in a college locker room, but like top to bottom, our offense was so close. Mm -hmm. I mean, we all talked to each other constantly. Um, so it was just, man, it was a lot of fun. And I know for a lot, maybe for some people that haven't seen you guys play too much, which I out aren't many at this point so we're working a heavy inside zone system which obviously means we're working a lot of combos to the second level a lot of double teams and like I said before we got Jonah Jackson the left guard who was a transfer from Rutgers who had a great year in 2019 and now with the Detroit Lions we're talking Wyatt Davis who's a phenomenal football player also how is that bonds between those guys because you're talking about the bond just between everybody but I mean you guys have to be in sync on every single play like that is the key to zone blocking being in sync as a unit what what is just that brotherhood meant to you guys yeah it's it's meant everything and I was I was super fortunate to have the guards that I had with me in college I mean you're right they're just so good um and it was it was a blast man I mean we were like you said I mean we were extremely close me and Wyatt even I mean me and Wyatt were 
I was the second string center my my redshirt freshman my second year and Wyatt was the second string guard and so me and Wyatt have really played it was really four years of me and Wyatt playing next to each other so me and him were were like glue you know I mean we gelled perfectly and then you know Jonah came in and just did such a good job and we really respected the way that Jonah handled himself in that situation. It can be a bit of a weird situation being a grad transfer who starts right away and the way he handled it and just him being him was, it was great. We were extremely close and we did all kinds of stuff together. And, you know, on like Thursdays, you know, our starting offensive line would go watch film after practice together. And we just, we gelled pretty quickly. It was, it was good stuff. And I, I just want to ask briefly, I don't want to, you know, to be a pessimist or a Debbie Downer here in the conversation because there's a lot of great stuff that I know you were looking forward to here. But, of course, before the season in the summer, talking about into the fall with the COVID pandemic kind of running wild across college football, Big Ten's canceled for a little bit. Obviously, they come back. They have an abbreviated season. Can you just speak a little bit to that difficult transition and how you feel as a as an individual you were able to navigate it to the best of your ability? Yeah, it was a it was a really difficult situation. You know, it's so tough to have your senior year be such a big question mark and to not do so many of the things that I wanted to be able to do with my teammates, with my team. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was tough and weird for sure. Um, but I also, you know, but it also kind of made the year so special, how far we went and what we did together as a team. It made it special, made us closer. Uh, you know, I had never, I, when, when the pandemic started, I went home because I, I had a gym to train at back home. Uh, I had someone who let me train there. And that's really what everyone did too. And that was the longest I had been away from Ohio State since the day I got there it, by like three months. <laughs> like I had never been away for more than like a week and a half. So it was, you know, I just, I missed it. I missed my teammates. And I think that made us all closer, man. It was, it was a tough year, but also, you know, we made the best of it. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, made it to the playoffs, the national championship game. So although this, the deck was stacked against you guys, you certainly made the best of the opportunity. I would say, you know, it was a tough year. I know in the big 10, but I want to talk a little bit, Josh, about the decision to enter 2021 NFL draft. Obviously as a redshirt junior, you had another year and then, Two years, uh, actually, because they gave you the extra year as well. So why for you was this season and or this draft process, you'd say, why was this the best opportunity to make this jump to the next level? There's a, a, a lot of reasons why it was the best season for me to go. I think one of the things that was important to me was that I, I, I felt ready for it. Uh, I felt, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, just everything I felt ready for the step. Uh, and and it's just been a dream of mine since I was a little kid. You know, like like most little kids growing up, it was all I ever wanted to do. Um, and with the opportunity in front of me and how prepared that I felt for this process, it just felt like the right time to go. And I also had talked to, you know, I had talked to my coaches and, and made sure that I was making the right decision too. I talked to Ohio State's coaches and they agreed that it was the the right time to go. And so ultimately that was why. And quick scouting report, obviously on you. Like I said, I, I love your, your ability to work with guards up to the second level. Great combo player. 
Um, I think you can fit an inside zone, outside zone, gap power system. Like, I don't think there's much limitation, a lot of power in your hips length, obviously when you gain leverage and get inside, it's pretty much the end of the story for defensive linemen. So my question for you is with those strengths kind of in mind, what are some things that you feel like you need to improve on making this transition so that you could be the best offensive lineman that you could be? That's a great question. Um, I think the number one thing that I do need to improve on, and it's more of an inside zone type of scheme thing that I need to work on more than anything. And it's at the second level. I think at times I'm too aggressive. Sure. And so I'll, I'll try and I'll, I'll try and, you know, hit a linebacker as hard as I can a lot of times, just because that was, you know, that was the way I was raised. That's the way football was taught to me. That's the way I've always played it. Mm-hmm. And I think, at this level, there are times, you know, at this level and higher, there are times where you have to understand that that isn't always the best case scenario and that it can get, it got me in bad situations sometimes. So <laughs> you backing it down on the aggressiveness a little bit sometimes at the second level, cause you know, I'm going to get, I also have to understand that there are, there are times in games where I'm going to be able to take my shots and try and, you know, try and hit someone as hard as I can. But I was just taking them a little bit too much sometimes. And so just backing down on that and kind of just slowing down mostly on like inside or mid zone schemes uh, is something that I've been working on. I'm going to continue to work on. It's just it's kind of like hardwired in my brain. And so I'm I'm trying to, you know, work through it and, and get better at it. And I think I did a better job towards the end of this season with it. But it's it's something that I'm going to continue to work on. And let me ask you, so throughout this process now, we have a little bit of, you know, kind of there's just this training process that you're going through, obviously, right? We're talking to teams and all that type of stuff. How overall has just the draft process been for you so far? It's been good. It's been super cool. Uh, It's been fun to – I don't think I've ever really gotten to just take a step back and work on, you know, the things that I really need to work on. it's, it's been interesting, you know, one, one of the things when you go to it, like when you're playing for a team, especially like probably college and on um, respect and and toughness and those kinds of things like you earn that from the teammates and the coaches around you. And it's been it's been good to kind of just take a step back and not have to worry about that for a minute and just really focus on becoming a better player um, and, and all the things that I need to do. Uh, to make myself the best, the best possible player going into this next season. So it's been, it's been really cool. It's been really enjoyable. And throughout this process, obviously getting to know teams, having conversations with them is vital. Them getting to know who you are as a person, as a player. Can you just let me in on maybe some of the teams that you've talked to up until this point and just kind of what the, what the interactions and what the feedback you've been given from them? It hasn't been a ton of feedback to this point, just because, just because it's been a lot of background stuff. I wasn't, um, I was not at the senior bowl. And so because of that, um, a lot of it is just background meetings and stuff. And I've, I've met with, I don't know, probably 15 or 20 teams at this point. Wow. Um, you know, several different teams, different divisions all over, all over the, the country. So it's been, it's been super cool, but in terms of, of feedback, I haven't gotten a bunch of it just because it's mostly been background stuff and I'm kind of setting up my meetings for the future and like a couple of weeks from now where I, you know, I'm starting the process, I'll be starting the process of meeting with coaches and general managers and, and stuff like that. Gotcha. Yeah. It's kind of just a, it's like a brief introduction, right? And then the further into the future, that's where the in-depth stuff happens. So. Right. Yeah. 
Um, so Josh, uh, I don't know. So you haven't gotten a ton of feedback, but I'm curious to your knowledge, are there teams that are going to be interested in you to potentially play guard other than center or has most, do you think that most of the attention is going to be to play center at the next level? I think most of, uh, I think most of the attention is going to be for me to be playing center mm-hmm. based on the interviews I have had. Mm-hmm. I know teams are also looking at me for guard. I don't uh, I don't know if anyone – I don't think anyone's told me yet specifically that they want me to – like if they draft me, they would want me to play guard. Right. But I know that that is, that is something that teams are interested in, which I'm excited about because I think that's a, a big plus on my part uh, because I definitely have the ability to play center. Uh, center or guard, I'm sorry. Um, guard. Yeah, so I'm, ex- I'm excited, man. It's, it's been – it's been good, but I haven't really, they haven't really specified which, which yet. They do actually, I do get asked a lot in my opinion, uh, which, which one I would be better at or, you know, whatever. So mm-hmm. I, I'm a center, but I have all the abilities if need be to play guard. Mm-hmm. Just the last couple here for you. I know you you mentioned it already briefly in the beginning about how this has kind of been a dream of you for a long time. So can you just kind of fill me in on maybe a moment where you were like, huh, I might play professional football one day and just what type of blessing this is for you in general? I think I think the first time that I met with an agent mm-hmm. or got contacted by an agent, which it sounds funny, like sounds kind of weird that that would be like the aha moment or like the the moment where I realized that this is really going to happen. But prior to that, I was, it was during the 2019 season. I was, I was so focused on, you know, the season at hand at that point, because it was in the middle of the season. So prior to that, I, you know, I always dreamed of playing in the NFL, but at that point I was just trying to be the, the best college football player I could be in the best center for my team and my teammates. But once once I met with an agent towards the end of that season, it got it was crazy. Like when I got that call and and when we when we ended up meeting, so it was it was a really eye opening type of thing, you know, because it's just I don't know how often do you you realize your dreams starting to come true. So it was it was really cool. Yeah, absolutely, and I know one. Thing that I want to skip over because we talked a lot about the offense at, at Ohio State. Obviously, you guys ha- also have Haskell Garrett, who's going back to school. Tommy, defensive tackle, who's a great football player. Baron Browning, Pete Werner. There's a lot of great players. Chase Young, of course, last year. So although you're playing, I'm sure, against the scout team more than those guys are, you're still seeing that type of talent on a day-to-day basis in practice. So I just want to ask, what is it like being able to test your limits against some of the best players in college football every, on an everyday basis? And then maybe if you can give me a player from another team that maybe for you presented maybe the most challenge for you over the last couple of years on an opposing team. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Well, for starters going against those guys every day, um, it, it forced me to, it forced me, it forces everybody to, either rise to that talent level or kind of get left behind. It sounds, it sounds bad, but it's not anyone's fault. It's just the way it is. It's there's that many good players on the field. And so you either, you either get better and find a way to compete at that level, or you just, you just aren't good enough to compete at that level. And so 
I mean, practice was crazy. I did. We went against each other all the time on a day-to-day basis. I mean, even during the season on game weeks, we would still go against each other for a couple periods of practice. Um, and so, yeah, it was – I mean, was, our defense has just been loaded. Our D-line has been, too, basically my entire college football career. Yeah. So, it, it, it was – it was good. It was, it was really good. I, I learned a lot and I got a ton better during that, that time period too. Cause it was, you know, it was sink or swim. So it was, uh, it was, it was really good though. And then I think the, the best, the best D lineman that I played against and played a lot of snaps against, I think is probably Christian Barmore from Alabama this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good. Very good. You know, he, he, what was so interesting about him was he was big and strong enough to defend the run game really well and still had enough quickness and shake to him to be a really good pass rusher too. Yeah. So he was just a really well-rounded player. Absolutely. Yep. And it'll be one of the first selections in this year's draft as well. So obviously a good pick there. Last question for you, Josh, this is a cliche one that I'm sure maybe you've been asked briefly by some teams. And if not, a lot of NFL teams are going to ask you this in the future. The minute Josh Myers is drafted to our organization, comes into our building, what type of person, what type of player are they getting in you? That's a yeah, that's a great question. That is one I've been asked frequently. Yeah. Um, I think the first thing for me is is someone who brings energy, someone who's a, a happy a happy person, and someone who's pleasant to be around that brings a lot of energy. Um, and then second of all, someone who. I mean, I'll continue to do what I've always done in terms of football, and that is do whatever it takes to be able to play at the level that I'm playing at. Sure. Um, and so whatever kind of work that that calls for, whatever amount of effort, whatever amount of you know dedication that it takes to succeed at that level, I'll, I'll do it, whatever it is. I'll, I'll find a way. I always have. And I don't think that that's going to change <clears throat> change at the next level. Uh, and then lastly, I think lead, a leader, someone who will be more than to a leader is, is, is the last thing that's really important to me. And it's something that I've done at every level I've played at. And another thing that, um, is important to me. Yeah. Of course it's paramount also for the position that you play at center too, to be that leader. So again, Mr. Josh Myers here, offensive center guard, interior offensive lineman out of Ohio state, 2021 NFL draft prospect bringing you the inside look into his draft process. Josh, appreciate you again, man, taking some time today. It was awesome just to get a little brief background on you and a little glimpse into what's been going on in your life. And I I really am wishing you the best of luck throughout this process. Well, thank you so much, Ryan. I really appreciate it. It was awesome to be on the podcast. You had great questions. That was was awesome. I always love a good interview with, with really good questions. So I really appreciate it, man. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.